The Wellwise White Paper as an audio series. Understanding Workplace Wellbeing 2.0, a strategically integrated approach, and how to master it. Episode 4. A case study from Southwest Airlines and Workplace Wellbeing That Works. A case study from Southwest Airlines, Integrated Wellbeing in Action. How Southwest Airlines' employee ownership and culture has a positive impact on the bottom line. Southwest Airlines adheres to a philosophy that if we treat our employees right, they will treat our customers right. And in turn, that results in increased business and profits that make everyone happy. As part of this approach, Southwest works hard to promote a culture of teamwork, collaboration and having a warrior spirit. The airline's employees are also encouraged to think as if they were owners of the business. And Southwest is not merely paying lip service to this approach. The airline has been sharing profits with its employees since 1973. As a result, employees are filled with a sense of purpose because they understand that their well-being is tied to that of the organisation. Southwest's prioritisation of culture and ensuring that work is meaningful and that employees feel a strong sense of ownership has contributed to its unmatched record of profitability in the US airline industry. 47 years of profitability prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. High levels of employee engagement, an incredibly low voluntary turnover rate of just 4%, superior stock market performance, and most importantly, high levels of customer service have all been benefits of the Southwest approach. Workplace well-being that works. A workplace well-being strategy that will achieve real results has to be designed specifically for the unique context of each organisation, as well as the different departments within it. While the right recipe will vary, there are some common ingredients that will always be present. Good planning. As with any strategic initiative, project management disciplines should be applied to well-being too. This includes thorough identification of the problems to be solved and their root causes, and planning should be supported by data-driven insights, thus understanding the right data to collect, asking the right questions, and establishing a baseline from which changes can be measured is essential. While overall, a long-term view should be taken, short and medium-term objectives and goals should be set with accompanying plans to maintain momentum and allow for ongoing evaluation, control and improvement. A strategic and integrated approach. The best wellbeing strategies are approached in the same way as any other strategic enabler of corporate objectives. Namely, they are embedded in organisational structures and areas of responsibility, including performance management. This has been integral to the success of SAP, who have woven well-being throughout their organisational planning, measurement and reporting processes with high expectations around bottom-line impact for their investment. Like any strategic initiative, commitment, support and drive for an organisation's well-being strategy should come from senior leaders, whilst a whole organisation approach is taken to implementation. Adequate resourcing 
There is an array of blogs focusing on the cost of workplace well-being that aim to assist practitioners with implementing well-being strategies on a shoestring or to stretch their well-being budget further. These highlight that many are struggling to attract the resources they truly need. Appropriate resourcing is fundamental to great well-being if organisations are to realise the compounding returns that improved workplace well-being promises. Provision of seed funding, as well as an ongoing budget aligned to desired outcomes and expected cost, is essential. An underfunded strategy is likely to yield little more than having no strategy at all. It is also vital to track and measure returns and outcomes against the spend and resources so that the strategy can both demonstrate its effectiveness and be optimised over time. Designed to maximise engagement. This means offering interventions that employees want and need through multiple delivery channels, including face-to-face, on-demand and a mixture of on- and off-site activities and support services. It is also important to identify the most appropriate timings for these interventions, i.e. time of year, day of week, time of day. In addition, a key but often overlooked aspect of designing interventions is involving employees in the strategy development itself. Employee involvement means that in addition to informing strategies, employees are also more invested in the process, do not feel coerced and are thus more likely to participate and promote it to others. The success of this approach has been demonstrated by investment firm The Motley Fool, who have achieved 90% participation compared to the US average of under 40%. Furthermore, engagement is likely to be higher if an authentic and compelling vision for well-being is, is in the workplace is communicated across multiple channels and meaningful intrinsic and extrinsic incentives are offered. Communication. Engagement should be supported by regular communications across multiple channels. For example, employee portals, posters, emails, as well as messaging from the leaders and managers and at a peer-to-peer level. Such a through well-being such as through well-being champions. In communications, it is important to share Communication. Engagement should be supported by regular communications across multiple channels. For example, employee portals, posters, emails, as well as messaging from senior leaders and managers and at a peer-to-peer level, such as through wellbeing champions. In communications, it is important to share stories of individual and collective success based on both anecdotal evidence and outcomes of evaluation. Organisations must be transparent and honest when anticipated outcomes have not been achieved, inviting suggestions for what could be done differently next time. This is part of a long-term strategic investment mindset and plays towards continuous improvement. Collaboration. While a well-being strategy needs to be owned and driven internally, involving the right internal and external well-being partners can bring your strategy to life making the process exciting. Collaboration. While a well-being strategy needs to be owned and driven internally, involving the right internal and external well-being partners can bring your strategy to life, making the process exciting, fun and maximising impact. 
Internally, this may include using marketing and or communications teams to promote collective success and individual successes that add up to collective gains. It may also take HR adjusting recruitment practices to ensure that any new hires will be advocates and champions of well-being as well, so that momentum is maintained and fresh perspectives invigorate efforts to improve well-being. Involving the right external partners in your well-being strategy design and implementation is also critical. While a well-being strategy should be owned and driven from within an organisation, high-value partners with the right processes and tools can bring fresh perspectives, useful data insights and the latest knowledge which will help organisations to utilise resources more effectively and efficiently. Supportive Environment and Culture a supportive environment and culture. The physical environment in a workplace can impact employee well-being just as much as issues such as unmanageable workload or poor management. Therefore, ensuring that workplace design gives employees control over their environment and provides spaces that promote both collaboration and privacy as well as physical comfort is important. Equally, Important is creating a culture that genuinely promotes the well-being of employees and enables them to thrive and maximise their potential and contribution. This includes working to change cultural norms that may have resulted in... Inv- <clears throat> Supportive environment and culture. The physical environment in a workplace can impact employee well-being just as much as issues such as an unmanageable workload or poor management. Therefore, ensuring that workplace design gives employees control over their environment and provides spaces that promote both collaboration and privacy as well as physical comfort is important. Equally important is creating a culture that genuinely promotes the well-being of employees and enables them to thrive and maximise their potential and contribution. This includes working to change cultural norms that may result in adverse behaviours, e.g. working through lunch or sending emails after 6pm, and establishing new, healthier, organisation-wide behaviours that are aligned to objectives. Creating an organisational-wide culture that places value on learning and keeping up with the latest wellbeing insights and practices also contributes to successful wellbeing strategy implementation and ongoing improvement. Robust measurement and evaluation. Frequent measurement of an organization's well-being strategy is critical to identifying whether it is having the intended effect on both employees and organizational performance. Skipping this vital element will likely mean spending good money after bad and will be undoing much of your good work. Embrace commercial goals. An organization's overall health and success can be measured on a variety of metrics. As the evidence in this paper has shown, workplace well-being is not a nice-to-have nor an add-on initiative, but rather a driver of overall organisational success, and this should be embraced as a motivator and goal of the strategy. This will lead to greater integration and alignment across the organisation increased motivation for employees and ultimately a clearer measurement of its long-term success. Reporting. Progress in implementing an organisation's wellbeing strategy needs to be reported in the same way as any other strategic initiative. This means regular reports to the board and other stakeholders as well as employees. 
reporting is critical to ensuring that wellbeing receives a sustained strategic focus and continues to be adequately resourced and prioritised. In addition, as broader organisational impacts from improved wellbeing become apparent, reporting is a way to build support and maintain momentum as collective gains are celebrated. At Wellwise, we believe that, with, as with the case of environmental sustainability, a proven commitment to improving human sustainability and well-being will soon be a prerequisite of attracting investment. Therefore, embedding reporting discipline now will make it much easier to demonstrate a history of commitment and success in this area as and when it is required. Regardless of where an organisation is today, achieving impactful well-being is a holistic, long-term transformation process. It requires genuine commitment to achieve results, but once the right foundations are in place, it is possible to take the journey in incremental steps, which are measurable, and demonstrate the impact of each stage.